Hello, hello. Welcome to the Pava Show. Today, my guest is Chris Anderson, and we will be discussing flow code. All right, take it away, oh. Chris. <laughs> I know that was a quick introduction. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, so, my name is Chris Anderson. Um, Pava Shea and I met in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, amazing place, lots happening there. Um, since then, I have gone on to pursue a career in software development. Um, and through that experience, I've learned a lot of things um, that were not that intuitive to me. College didn't teach me this. My programming classes didn't teach me this. Uh, and that is just how important emotional awareness and communication are in the workplace as a software developer. Who would have thought you need to be able to talk to people to figure out what you need to build and how you need to build it. So I've been pursuing that uh, on the side. It's kind of a passion project of mine. Uh, a little bit of a creative outlet, but also a way to help people who are going through situations like the ones I encountered when I first entered my career uh, and try to smooth that transition and uh, yeah, help people get into flow state when they're coding, which is super fun. Um, yeah, that's so interesting because my experience with coding jobs in the past have been just yelling at the computer screen and realizing <laughs> we don't actually interact with each other at all. Um, so yeah, what does flow state mean to you? Well, I, I think a good way to start out is maybe explaining what it's not. And that is, okay. uh, so much those frustrating situations where you're banging your head against the keyboard, right? Uh, that's definitely not flow state. Um, for a lot of software developers, myself included, um, you'll hit a wall with something, right? You'll be working on a project, you'll hit a wall with something. And there can be a lot of different reasons why you get stuck. Uh, but what's really important is what you do to get unstuck. Uh, and a lot of software developers, I'll talk about myself. I was really hard on myself as a software developer. I was like, if I'm failing, it's completely my fault. I just don't know enough. I clearly need to do better. I'm clearly not, I, I don't deserve to be in this position something we call imposter syndrome. Uh, and what I had to learn through experience was that a lot of the times when you get stuck, especially when you're working on a project with other people, it's not any fault of your own. There's a lot of what I like to call tribal knowledge when you're working in a project with other people. Things that you would have to take days and days and days to reverse engineer to try to figure out, okay, how does this thing work that somebody built before me? But there's this beautiful thing called asking for help, where if you just go to the people on your team, and if you're aware of who on your team uh, is going to be the most helpful, and then you're able to ask a thoughtful question in the right way, you can solve what would take 10 hours in five minutes. Um, so that's, that's a huge thing. Um, but yeah, to answer your question of what is flow state, uh, that is really when all of those obstacles are taken out of the way, you're able to get in the zone and you're able to perform at a level that you would not be able to normally. <clears throat> uh, so for me, I, I discovered this actually, um, it's an interesting story, not really what you would expect, but I, uh, I discovered this because I had a, a group of friends that would throw an event at this bar on Thursday nights. Uh, it was, they were, they were local DJs in Atlanta and we would all go to this event 
Um, and because they put it on, it was like their little baby project. It was always completely dead. There was like nobody there. Uh, so it was just like me and a couple of friends and, and one of them would be, would be playing uh, on the, on the little DJ tables and we'd hang out and vibe for a couple hours and then I'd go home. It was a really nice Thursday night, little social activity. Um, but what I found going home from one of those, I, I came home kind of early cause it was like, it's a Thursday night. I don't really need to go crazy tonight. I came back uh, and I found myself still, still kind of buzzed, still having energy. I had a couple beers um, and I was just still like energetic from the good music and the good vibes and the good people. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll try sitting down and coding a little bit. Why not? Uh, and I ended up coding for six hours. Uh, I finally closed the laptop at about 7 a.m. But in that six hours, I got more done than I had in the past week and a half, like easily. Uh, and those of sitting at a laptop for eight hours a day, right? So I was blown away. My team was blown away. I was like, that was incredible. Uh, I, had, I basically teleported during that time. It felt like 15 minutes had gone by and I had just gotten so much work done uh, and felt amazing during and after so the next Thursday, the next week, I, we went out and then I came home and then I kind of did the same thing and the exact same thing happened. Went for four five, six hours. It flew by, it felt like no time at all. And I had done more in that night than I had the whole previous week still. So I was like, okay, I've read about this. I know what this is. This is flow state, but I need a way to reproduce this without completely destroying my sleep schedule. Uh, and, and in a way that's just a little bit more reliable. Right. And so sustainable. exactly, exactly. So that started a massive journey for me of diving into research about this, um, redoing, restructuring my habits, my life, um, how I was spending my time, um, so that I could carve out this, what I settled on was this four hour period of time, uh, every morning on weekdays where I would just be in pure flow state. I would have no interruptions, no distractions. I would have primed my mind by doing certain routines, uh, certain practices. Um, I was eating good food and good supplements and, and working that around it so that I would be in this optimal state of performance every single day. And my, my career and my coding practice absolutely took off. It went insane from there. Once I had that established, my performance at my current company was amazing. I had extra time for side projects. Sometimes I would structure side projects to be my flow time. And that's allowed me to make giant leaps with things that were taking me forever before. Uh, and it's just been a crazy transformational ride to, to really put this into practice. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, it's a long way to answer, but that's flow state to me. No, but that, I mean, that's what the question was. What is flow state to you? So there's this general definition of flow state, which is, I suppose you get into the zone and uh, you have like tenfold the focus you typically do, and you're able to be more productive in a short, shorter period of time. Uh, for Absolutely. me, flow state is conversations like these. Yes. Where yeah. After every podcast recording, it says if I wake up and I'm like, oh, I blacked out there. Hopefully that conversation. <laughs> went well. That's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 
So like, I mean, what year is it? Where am yeah, I? <laughs> like, how long has it been? But I can I can talk for hours. But it does take practice. Where, um, you know, I have to get myself in a mindset, basically, before I even get into the mindset of flow state. So this calming effect, and I think it helps to choose work you love. Like yes. if you dread a task, you'll have a hard time losing yourself in it. The so entire tri- Go ahead. There's a trick with that actually. Um because in software development, you don't always get to choose the task. Okay. And it it gets it gets really tricky there, especially if you have procrastinated a little bit on a task, then you're dreading it even more and suddenly this thing that probably isn't that hard realistically is this looming thing in your mind of oh this is going to be so difficult yeah it's one of the it's one of the biggest blocks to flow so one thing that i teach for my software development students and clients is it's i don't know where this adage came from but eat the frog okay do the hard do the hardest thing first basically um and the idea there is it's not necessarily something you love but because in your mind it is the hardest thing For me, what I've experienced is when I take that hardest thing, my brain automatically is like, oh, this is the important one. We need to focus all of our energy on it versus Mm -hmm. like if I'm starting the day and I'm like, oh, I don't feel so great about this. What if I do the smaller one instead? My brain, my subconscious knows this is not as important of a task, so it doesn't focus as hard and I don't get into the zone as completely. So for me, it's, it's always been, okay, what's the worst thing, the thing I'm dreading and usually... And knock it out because flow state just kicks in and it's just like butter. And then after that, everything else falls down like dominoes and the rest of my day goes super well. Right. Um, like, I guess you can intentionally and consciously change that narrative. I find it fascinating that you're a coder who's recoded your own narrative, yourself uh, script. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it does. Uh, a lot of people do say and. In fact, I read a study by Andrew Huberman uh, about uh, dopamine and flow state. And even he says that it was it takes at least about 10 to 15 minutes to even uh, while you're doing a task for you to even reach flow state. So like that first 10 to 15 minutes, you have to kind of get yourself to do it, which I think a lot of people find that that's the hardest step. Oh, absolutely. It's like starting to write a paper and like getting yeah. the first sentence down is the hardest part. Yep. So another crazy part about that that people don't realize is that, that that kind of like where it's slow at the beginning and then ramps up continues for the whole process. Um, so like in the first hour of me working on something versus the last hour, that first hour, I'm like one to two times speed of what I would normally do if I wasn't in flow. But by the last hour of a four hour coding session, I'm going at like 10, 16 times what I would normally be, especially if you're focusing on one single problem uninterrupted through the whole thing. Right. So, so it's, it's super getting, important for it to be quiet during your like peak time of productivity. Exactly. You have to conserve your momentum. Not only that, but you need to. So I guess there's, there's a couple different parts to it. Um, the first is, is, yeah, making sure that you're not interrupted, making sure it's quiet, uh, limiting interruptions. So people in your life, your colleagues or your family or your friends or your significant other all know, okay, during this period of time, 
you can't interrupt me because if you do, you're going to reset my momentum back to zero and I just won't accomplish as much during that time. I'll have to go through that ramp up again. Uh, not only interruptions outside, but also distractions, which is something that, or no, yeah, distractions, which is something that comes from you, right? Wanting to check your phone or like mm -hmm. going and getting distracted, working on something you shouldn't be working on. So limiting that as well. And then the last part that is specific to software development uh, is try to pick something that will fill that full amount of time, right? Work on a project that'll take the entire amount of time. Because if you finish something that's, that was a small task in the first hour and then switch, you're going to lose momentum again. So it's better to pick a larger problem and try to try to like bite off just enough to do and the, the amount of time you've set aside. So a couple, couple different pieces to it to really make sure that you make the most out of the, just that concept that your productivity just ramps up as you're going in a flow state. Do you think it's important to find something challenging enough to keep you kind of occupied and interested long enough for you to hit flow state? Absolutely. Have you, you've read about this. That's like, that's a huge piece of it. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like you have an upper and a lower limit, right? The top limit is too hard. The bottom limit is too boring. Yeah. Right. So if you stray outside either of those, you're going to kill your flow state. So it really is an art to, to be able to stay in the middle there. And in a and it, I mean, that's already difficult to do with any hobby or skill, but with a career, it's even more difficult because you have to have really, really good relationships with your team, with your manager and good communication to, to kind of play back and forth and get, get yourself in that area. Uh, if you're not communicating that you can take on more stuff, you're going to be bored. Your career is going to stagnate. But if you're also not communicating, hey, this is like way out of my league. Like, I don't know what, what is going on with this project. Uh, then you're not going to be in flow state either. Um, yeah. So that's absolutely a huge part of it. Yeah. I mean, I also think passion is part of it as well. Because, I mean, I, I'm really impressed with you being able to take a task that you're just given and still be able to access your flow state. Because I'm, I'm not so good with things like authority or being given tasks. Uh, I like creating I, my own tasks. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that. That is actually, I won't, I won't spoil too much, but that is the whole first part of the course uh, that I'm working on. And that is before we get into any of your, your habits, your routines or supplements or, or flow state or any of that, I need to know why are you a software developer, right? Why are you here? outside outside of just trying to make money or you can include the money too but like what is that going towards what's the bigger picture for you what do you view as your why what do you view as your mission in life what are the longer term goals you want to achieve we need to connect that back to your career otherwise how are you going to stay motivated how are you going to to click in and put in the work every day for for so many software developers we we get pipelined into college we get thrown into this amazing career. We're getting paid way more than we, we really think we should, definitely more than our peers in other majors. Uh, and then all of that wonderful success we have, we still stagnate because it's not connected to anything. We're like, okay, I ended up here, but like, I, like for, for those of us who hadn't taken the time to parse out why we're doing what we're doing, 
it still goes back to well, my mom wanted me to go to college and now I'm, now I'm making all this money, but like it, like there's no purpose beyond that. So I think it's so important. I mean, for software developers, but also any other career, especially if you have a boss to really be like, why am I here? What is this moving me towards? Um, you can do a lot of good in, in a, in a career, even if you're working for somebody, even if you have a boss, but you have to take time to think about and really truly figure out why you want to do what you want to do. It can't be from anybody else. It can't be from societal expectations of like, Oh, well, you're supposed to do this and then this, and then this you're supposed to. Um, and yeah, just really be honest with yourself and find that core reason. Uh, and once you do that, all of it comes so much more easily and naturally. Right. So choosing work that you, you love in a broader sense so that when you're given those menial tasks at the end of the day, they're still in the little container of what you love doing ultimately. So Chris, what, what's your why behind coding? Why are you a software programmer? (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to that. Um, it's a, it's a pretty deep question. It's one of my favorites though. Um, for me, I, my, my why, and I, I have this written down, I actually recommend other people do the same. Um, my why is split into two different parts. Um, and I won't go too in detail, but the first part is to experience everything, to experience everything life has to offer, uh, to really revel in being alive, connect with other people, visit crazy places, try different food, do everything um, that, that makes being a human awesome, right? Uh, and obviously having a career gives me amazing opportunities to do that. I've been living in Tulum, Mexico for the past two months, coding remotely, visiting the beach every day, trying the local food, meeting tons of different travelers. Like that has been something that I do not take for granted at all. So grateful for my career allowing me to do that. Um, The second part is being able to give back. It's being able to help other people. Um, there's, There's a lot to altruism philosophically but uh for me i really limit it at this feels good this feels right something programmed into my dna as a human makes me feel good helping other people and so that's something that i want to do also other people have done that for me and it has brought me so much further than i could have gone on my own so of course i want to be able to give that back uh and so i mean have like right now being an employee at Google gives me an incredible platform, gives me resources, it gives me a network. Uh, it's just a huge springboard for going into plenty of different directions with that. Um, and then outside of my career, uh, Flowcode links back into that even more. Um, Flowcode really came from my own story of, of going through lots of difficulty and turmoil uh, as a software developer. Uh, specifically just dealing with negative emotions around work Um, and talking to other software developers, I have found that a lot of people struggle with that and to be able to give back in that way um, to, to my people, really to, to other software developers. um, It feels awesome. And it, it absolutely aligns with my purpose, which is to, to give back and help other people. Um, And they're, yeah, there are lots of there are lots of places it could go. There's lots I would love to do with it, but 
really it's it's just a passion project i don't need it to take off um it really is just for you yeah for me something i love doing and a way to give back um so it seems like you're really yeah you're living with purpose you're living in your dharma i think jay shetty says that you're living your purpose, your dharma is your passions, your skills, and your service to others combined. And yeah, we are hardwired. As human beings, we're totally hardwired to help each other, to love. Uh, except, you know, in throughout history, we've been taught the opposite. And so to see that you've been able to kind of transfer your coding knowledge into understanding your own code as a human being and then living with this ethical code that you have this like moral compass that's just deep inside of you that's wonderful to see so you mentioned flow code a few times it's a course that you're developing is there any more detail you can give us about what exactly the the course encompasses um yeah so the basic the basic guarantee behind it is that um it will bring your coding efficiency to at least 10 times where it currently is um and a lot goes into that um it's it's yeah i guess it's been a lot of different pieces that i've learned through the rocky road that my software development career has been. Um, a huge part of it too is um, remote work uh, and the fact that so many people have been thrown into that and that can only make it more difficult um, because suddenly you have to be so much more self-regimented. Um, but yeah, I've been, I started remote work well before COVID. Uh, about five years ago, I did it for my first company. And um, I had a lot of rocky experiences with that. Um, one thing that would happen is getting stuck by not asking for help when I needed to. And then feeling guilty later because I just hadn't been getting enough work done because I was stuck. Uh, and then that would sap my motivation or end up procrastinating because I was anxious to go work on that project again that I didn't want to do because it had been kicking my butt for so long and so by sapping my motivation it, it now seemed like i was lazy and then i felt guilty about being lazy and it's just this snowball it's just that cycle that gets like worse and worse until like something happens you crack something goes bad you get fired um i've gone through that enough times that i don't want other people to have to go through that um and so the course has a lot of different aspects dealing with parsing those emotions. A lot of people don't realize, but- Parsing like, is a coding term for those it of is, you who do not it is. know what parsing <laughs> means. <laughs> uh, Another example is, um, is a lot of people have general anxiety about work, right? They'll, they'll be anxious going into any of their meetings. Um, super common. Uh, and when you really dig down, when you interrogate the, your, yourself and you're really honest with yourself and you're like, why, what is making me anxious here? It comes back to a fear of being fired, whether it's rational or not. I'm worried about my performance. I'm worried about how I'll come across in this meeting. And it really, when you dig back into it, 
you're worried about your job, right? Because that, that pays for your lifestyle, that pays for your needs. Uh, it's a very visceral, human, primitive thing of like, this is my, this is my income. This is, this is a lot to me. And mm-hmm. so I want to do well. So I need to present a certain way in this meeting. Um, so being able to recognize that and then do things to mitigate it, like breath work uh, or like being able to talk through that emotion, feel it out and process it with another person. Uh, or another thing, this is a freebie, but for people that are really struggling with this, this anxiety at work, uh, I recommend, even if you love your job, even if you don't plan to leave anytime soon, try to send out enough resumes that you're interviewing at least twice a month. And as you build those interview skills and you get success with it and you get positive feedback from people and you potentially even get job offers, you become more confident in your own ability, your own value. Uh, and you're able to bring that back into your current job. Uh, I was I was doing this at my job and it made me so much more confident. My job performance increased on its own because I was able to deal with that anxious feeling. Uh, and I proceeded to, to take off. I didn't leave at all. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Um, it also helps software developers with a lot of other side things, like the fact that um, you might not be getting paid what you deserve as a software developer, or there might be other amazing companies out there that are an even better fit that you don't know about. So being able to really get that skill down has so many benefits. But yeah, back at the heart of it helps you deal with the negative emotions around work so that you can stay in flow state and perform even better. Um, so it's, it's really a lot of little things like that, that you wouldn't necessarily expect. It's so easy to think, oh, well, I'm not doing well at my job. I guess I need to learn to code better, right? I guess I need to, to go read uh, Cracking the Coding interview three more times or do some leak code problems or, or go reread my textbook or something. But so rarely is it about knowledge after you reach a certain point. Um, really, it becomes about managing those emotions so that you can continue to learn the skills you need to learn and so that you can communicate openly with your team members when you need to do that. So really diving into the, the meat of a career in software development and the emotions behind it and the practices you need to have and the self-awareness you need to have, um, that's what I'm bringing to the table, I guess, in, in my flow code course. That's um, awesome. It seems like yeah. you've like, you have this mini code that you've cracked for life and now you're sharing <laughs> it with the world. Yeah, I've, I've always believed that every, everything's a microcosm of the, of the bigger picture, right? A lot of these concepts apply to other things. Um, and that's something that I can't wait to branch out into eventually. But for now, yeah, it's like, okay, let's sort this out in this little box of what a career looks like. I wouldn't be surprised if it helps the people who take the course in other ways as well. Um, but right now it's, let's get your coding efficiency up by, by dealing with some of the things you might not be dealing with. That's awesome. Well, Chris, if they, if people want to know what you're doing and know more about you, where can they find you? Uh, so I'm big on Instagram right now and that should have links to everything else. Uh, so my Instagram is flowcode.coach. Uh, and then that is also my website where I will be publishing a free ebook actually, uh, that goes over some of these concepts in a, in a more streamlined basic way and just covers, covers some of the topics uh, a little more in depth. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. This was amazing. Yes, this was so much fun.